this is the Graphic Designer Podcast, Episode 4, and uh, this is Dan Nesbitt, your host, as usual, and alongside me is my co-host, Jessica Rosengard. Hello. And uh, today we're going to kind of do something a little more fun and different than what we've done in the first three episodes. Um, we've got a special guest with us, Anthony Horton, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. How's it going, Anthony? Hello. How are you? I'm good. That's awesome. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know Anthony, um, he's the uh, mastermind and the genius behind the Easy WordPress Guide. Um, it's a wonderful guide that goes through uh, using WordPress and, and learning how to uh, get over the basics and everything else like that. Um, so I guess just to kind of jump into it, Anthony, um, do you want to give us a little bit of a background on... Uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, kind of how you got to get to this point of being the lucky person to be on a podcast talk show about graphic design. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, my name's Anthony, as you've mentioned. Um, I just run my just run a small little design and development business down in um, Melbourne here in out in our eastern suburbs here. Um, way over in Australia. Uh, my background is probably more sort of um, technical. I sort of come from a developer background rather than a design background. Um, for a lot of years there, I was working just as a um, straight-on developer, um, working on originally working on sort of client server applications, PC sort of apps. Um, but then I sort of around well, probably around 2000, I sort of got into the web stuff and uh, started doing more um, web development and then also starting to get more into the design side of things as well, doing um, doing the web design. I've always mm-hmm. been sort of oh, we lose primarily doing – you there? Yeah, yeah, I thought we maybe lost you for a second. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to say I've always primarily been sort of on the sort of web type of design rather than the sort of – print or graphic design mm-hmm. um, and yeah so now yeah basically I just uh, uh, for the last probably oh, six seven years I've been working for myself um, just doing web design and development awesome. and and primarily yeah the last well again probably I've been working with WordPress now for probably since about to say 2006, I'd say, um, and really, I suppose over the last like two or three years, it's really sort of been primarily focusing just on WordPress, um, WordPress development. Very cool. So you were working with WordPress pretty early on because I think it came out sometime in like mid 2003. It did, yeah, yeah, um, yes. I've been working with it for quite a while. I mean, I, when I originally started with it, I was. Um, I wasn't actually creating, well, you know, I suppose like everyone starts with it, they, you know, they don't sort of start creating themes straight away. Um, um, they might, well, when I first started with I'd sort of would get a theme and then basically just sort of make a few changes. Um, and then as I sort of came to really find out what WordPress can do, it sort of, you know, obviously started getting more involved and getting you know deeper into the code, and actually then start creating my own themes and um, sort of doing more work on it from there. 
cool. Very cool. So to kind of jump into the main portion of, of our chat today, um, as I kind of mentioned at the get-go, you were known for the uh, the WordPress guide that you created. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you kind of got into that, what inspired you to uh, jump in and create this actually really amazing resource here for uh, <laughs> for folks getting into WordPress and, and using WordPress? Ah, thanks. Um, yeah, the EasyWP guide. Um, I suppose one of the main reasons why I originally wrote it, um, when I suppose when I started working with things that, um, well, not didn't annoy me, but it sort of, <laughs> I suppose, it sort of confused me a little mm-hmm. bit because it, I mean, it doesn't come with like a nice little instruction manual, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a heap of information on the WordPress codex. There's sort of the documentation part of the the WordPress site, the WordPress.org site. This is, um, but it's all sort of um, it's all sort of combined together. So there's like stuff there for learning how to use WordPress. Um, then there's a whole lot of stuff there for you know when you're developing themes or plugins or um, if you've got um, issues with your site and you know resources like that. Um, but there was no, there was never any real sort of um, uh, organisation to it, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, for example, if you want to sort of um, provide some links to a customer, say you've uh, you've built them a site and you wanted to sort of, and they're well, and if they're if they're not that familiar with, you know, content management systems or WordPress in general, um, if you wanted to sort of give them some. Um, some information on how they use this thing, um, then you'd have to sort of basically give them a you know half a dozen different links. You know, say, "I oh, have a look at this <laughs> sort of section, and then have a look at this sort of section, have a look at this section." And it turns into um, a crazy circus because they don't know where they're going. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you just know half the time they're never going to look at that anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's always good to go and do some personal training with clients, but I mean, when you're working, if you're working with clients like interstate. Um, then it sort of gets a little bit hard to obviously can't sort of just travel into state to do some training for them. Um, so sometimes it does happen to come down to either, you know, talking to them over Skype or just, you know, providing them with... So basically created this guide just so I could give to clients um, as, a, as a resource to say, well, you know, this is, how you, this is how you use WordPress and this is how you keep your site updated... Um, it doesn't go into anything like, you know, setting up the theme because typically, you know, if you build a theme for a client, you've done all that. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't sort of go into any sort of development type stuff like, you know, how do I create a theme and stuff because there's heaps of resources like that on the WordPress codex. Um, so basically I wrote it so it was nice and simple and easy to read and, um, yeah, just basically covered how you you know, all the different functions within, you know, the WordPress dashboard and, you know, creating and editing pages and adding menus and stuff like that. Right. Because mm-hmm. I have it, um, and it's it's almost overwhelming, but in a good way, how thorough the document is and to be able to share with a client and go over some of the basics on how to use WordPress. Um, how yeah, do it's certainly, you... it's certainly grown a bit in, well, from the, from the first revision that it did. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you use it when you're developing a, web, a WordPress website and you're delivering it off to a client? Do you, how do you typically handle then the quote unquote training on how to use their site? Because I'm assuming there's going to be features that you develop into your WordPress sites that might not be covered in the basic easy WordPress guide. So I'm assuming that you must have some kind of more extensive training and then you sort of say, and then here's the rest of the guide, good luck, or is it how, what, what normally happens with you? Yeah, typically, I mean, a lot of, I mean, I've worked with a lot of the buried sort of clients, some big, some small, a lot of them um, that I've worked with, like who've come direct, directly to me to get sites done have been fairly small customers um, or fairly small businesses. Um, yeah, so typically I'll, when I'm, well, when I've finished a site, you know, I'll, I'll write up an email and I'll tell them, you know, I've set up like backups for them and I've um, um, done this and done that and a whole sort of bunch of other information and stuff if you've set up analytics or and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a, um, a link to the site um, and like they can, um, they can either download the PDF from there or Word document from there um, or that. They can, you know, they can just read it on. Um, quite often when, um, if they have a specific question, then I'll typically, like if it's, um, if I've sort of covered it in the guide, then, you know, I'll send them a specific link to one of the pages because all the content mm-hmm. is like readable, like online as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, rather than sort of explaining it all, you know, having to write it out again and explaining it all in an email, I'll send them a link to this page and, you know, with a few sort of brief things to say, you know, this is how you do, you know, add in, you know, custom menu or something like that. Um, but where do you draw the line? I guess I guess what I'm trying to figure out, because this is something that comes up, I think, very often um, amongst us and our colleagues in this industry, um, the perpetual questions on things that we've kind of gone over already, whether we've been paid to be tra- to train the client or not. So kind of how do you, where do, where do you draw the line? I know for me, I'm kind of like, you know, I've got a client right now who's like, I want to hire you to do training. And I just, I just know they're going to come back and be like, wait, how do you do that again? I've had that before. And I, I don't always know the best way to go about this without yeah, pulling my it is, hair um, Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's, and I mean, I'm, well, I'm sort of the same, I suppose. Um, I mean, I've had, yeah, clients as well, um, you know, so you sort of explain things, you know, don't upload a you know a ten megabyte image, for example, and yep. you know the following week, oh, don't upload a ten megabyte image. Oh, the following week, don't don't upload a ten megabyte image. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I it is hard, I suppose. I mean, well, I suppose there's no real sort of perfect sort of solution to it, really. Do you? Um, do you? I mean, do you typically have a you know this is how many. Uh, how much time you get in terms of training and questions for a period of time. Like when you deliver a website, typically what Dan and I have started doing is saying, you know, once a website is delivered, there's a pretty short window of please take this time to thoroughly go through your website and let us know if you have questions over the next 14 days. After that, any uh, 
because once they're once the client gets their hands on it, God only knows what's going to happen. So, you know what I mean? They're going to come back and be like, uh, there's unicorns on my site. Now what happened? So <laughs> who, who knows what they're going to do? So there's that kind of cutoff period, that grace period of please go through everything thoroughly and let us know if you have any questions by this date. Otherwise, anything after that will incur charges, which always makes me feel like a jerk because they've spent all this money. You get to a point and then two weeks later. Um, but, but still, you're not going to buy a car and go back six months later and be like, everything's not working. Well, have you been rotating the tires and changing the oil and filling it with gas? Um, so it's, I, I don't know, Dan, what, what are you thinking about how, what your experience? Yeah. Uh, usually my experience, and this is where my frustration kind of, or I shouldn't say frustration, but it, it kind of makes me smile sometimes. Um, and maybe you've run into this too, Anthony, but, um, you launch a site, there's always excitement when uh, a website is launched, you have an eager client who wants to jump in, learn how to use it, learn how to edit pages, and it might carry on for a couple of months after it's launched, but then they get busy, they start you know, getting their attention taken away from the website, and after a while, it's, you know, they're looking at their website, and it's been six, eight, you know, even up to a year uh, a year and a half, remember, I, that one client. A year and yep. a half, 18 months. <laughs> yep, uh, it's been a year and a half. Um, and this is where I actually would, would kind of like to have a conversation with both of you because uh, WordPress just went through a, a fairly significant uh, change to the, the dashboard in terms of visuals. Um, have you really run into that much uh, with your, your clients where they spent some time away? Um, maybe you were still doing the updates, you know, keeping WordPress up to date and what have you. Um, and, and now they come back and everything quote unquote looks very different. What did you do? You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I do get, you do get some clients that sort of obviously come back more than, you know, other ones. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, well, to be honest, I, I tend to tend to find it hard to say no, basically. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always sort of answering client emails and stuff. If, I mean, typically if it's, uh, um, if it's like something that they want me to do, like, um, um, like you know, adding adding some you know menu options for them or something like that, um, um, then yeah, normally I'll I'll do that and I'll you know I'll charge them for you know an hour's work or whatever. Right. Um, if it's if they I mean if they come back and ask questions, oh, I did this or I you know. How do I how do I add a link into the page? Then, yeah, as I sort of mentioned before, if if I have covered it sort of in the guide, then yeah, I'll send them a link to um, the page where I've sort of where I talk about it. So rather than having to you know type everything out again, um, but if if I haven't, I mean, I do, I do tend to sort of reply as much help as I can, um, and it does. It is on a, as just as I was saying, it does sort of. Sometimes it does can get a little bit much, and yeah, I myself I do have a problem sort of <laughs> saying <laughs> saying no sometimes where where I should. We talk about so, that a lot in our uh, little designer developer group in Facebook. That comes up a lot. The, the mm -hmm. being able to say no scenario. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, <laughs> I'm I'm terrible at that to be honest. And As it, am I. I mean, there's, I'll, there's I'll a lot go of the things I should charge for, and I don't. And, yeah. You know. mm -hmm. Well, it's funny that you say that because um, I was just talking to Dan about this. I said, you know, I got to be honest. I 
tend to generally go above and beyond. I will do extra little things and not charge for them and whether or not I'm annoyed about it, but I just do go above and beyond. But it, what makes it so much easier and it makes me so much more willing to do that is when you have a client that's really pleasant to work with. Um, it's, oh, for sure. yeah. you know, cause then you, then you might have a client that's, uh, seemingly disrespectful of your time or, um, kind of unrealistically demanding and you're kind of like, no, I'm not going to work overtime on this or no, I'm not going to do the extra X, Y, Z. Um, but you know, when it, when it comes to edits, I, I, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting the questions a lot from various clients and, and it's not necessarily a negative thing. This is just, I, I genuinely don't know how to how to handle. I mean, I, it makes me go back and question myself. Am I not giving the proper instructions? Did I not do a better job? Could I have done a better job? Um, and I guess it makes me feel a little better as crazy as this is going to sound that if someone like you who has developed a guide like this, that's been downloaded almost 93,000 times and you're still kind of getting the people coming back and asking, um, it seems like maybe there's just no way around people who don't know or do this for a living getting it yeah. the way we do. Yeah, I mean, if it's if you're not working with it sort of day in, day out like we are, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's WordPress or whether it's, you know, some other tool or, like, you know, Photoshop or something like that or whatever, um, yeah, I mean, if you're not, I suppose, if you're not using those sort of tools day in, day out, then, you know, they do, well, become harder to learn, I suppose. And a lot of clients, as I said, a lot of my clients have been small businesses, so typically they'll, you know, once once they, you know, they tend to just not update the content very much. So, yeah, they might, mm -hmm. you know, rather than sort of, you know, doing blog posts every week or something like that or, right. you know, updating content, you know, mm -hmm. weekly sort of thing, they might sort of come back six months' time and say, oh, how do I do this again? Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, I don't have a lot of clients that like come back constantly sort of week and week after week after week. Um, but I mean, yeah, I certainly do have people that do come back with, you know, questions, you know, sort of, you know, six, 12, eight, 18 months later sort of thing. Yeah. Um, about various things, whether it's email or whether it's, you know, their site in particular or whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you find is the, the most effective method for going about training a client on how to use their site? Do you screencast, phone calls, or in-person meetings? Um, well, I mean, in, I think the in-person is always good. Um, but as I said earlier, it's, it's not always feasible to do that, especially if you're working with like clients in just, um, you know, another state across mm -hmm. or even across mm -hmm. the world. Um, so, well, one of the reasons, again, why I wrote my guide is, you know, so I could basically give them some sort of um, instruction on how to use it. So for that reason, I don't sort of typically do any sort of screencasts or, you know, like specific screencasts for clients because, um, yeah, most of the stuff that I've got in the guide. And I I mean, the reason why I sort of did a guide, like a, a written guide rather than a, um, like a, a video a series of video is that I just tend to find when I'm learning stuff, I prefer um, being able to read it, um, say such as a you know, tutorial online, being able to read that rather than, 
you know, when you're using a video, you've got to stop and start all the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, depending what it is sort of thing. So I've, that's why I sort of did the sort of the written guide over the videos. Right. And, yeah, it is, I mean, as you're saying, you know, some people sort of catch on pretty easy, others don't. There's no, I don't think there's any real sort of one perfect way that's going to suit everyone. Um, obviously, some people, you know, you can, you know, write a few lines in an email and, and others it sort of takes videos and documents and emails and right. phone calls sure. and, you know. Um, Dan and I are yeah. always... Go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Oh, no, I'll let you. No, please, 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 please. <laughs> um, well, the, uh, the biggest thing that I was going to ask about here is uh, I, I've kind of been looking through the Easy WP Guide uh, Twitter because, um, you know, I, I spend too much time on Twitter as it is. Um, <laughs> and, and I noticed that there's, there's a That'd lot of. All. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, I noticed there's usually a lot of people really excited to, to download it and use it. Um, so kind of what I'm curious about, this is kind of a, a bit of a two-part question. Uh, number one, uh, do you get, you know, what kind of feedback do you get from, you know, people who use the guide? And by that, I'm kind of talking more the, the people who are downloading it to actually learn WordPress, you know, not like a maybe somebody who's a designer or developer. Um, and then the second part is, um, you know, with how WordPress is maturing and I guess, quote unquote, taking over the Internet, um, how do you see the Easy WordPress Guide growing in the future? Um, okay, with the first part, um, the feedback I've been getting has been really good. Um, pretty much anyone who's contacted me has, you know, sort of said, you know, thanks for this great guide or, um, you know, um, thanks for providing this resource. Mm -hmm. um, I do get a lot of, I get a lot of emails as well, sort of, um, from people saying, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? When I first sort of started the guide, the emails went sort of... Oh, didn't help them if I could. Um, mm -hmm. But now, because I do sort of tend to get quite a few emails, I sort of tell them, that, you know, I can't really support you, especially when they just sort of, sort of say, oh, my theme's doing this, and, well, <laughs> I have no idea what your theme is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or um, how many plugins you have or... Anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And so, then you log so in now, and you see they've got like 56 plugins, 34 of them need updates. <laughs> yeah, and then, like and then you're like, really? And you want to know why your your theme's not working properly? <laughs> mm, yep. Let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now I sort of typically sort of send them on to the, um, the WordPress forums where they can, you know, they can get sort of more sort of generalized, um, generalized help. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, as much as I'd, you know, I'd love to sort of answer every email, you know, sort of helping people, it sort of it comes down to that, well, you know, I need to you know, do client work to pay bills basically. So, you know, mm -hmm. I can't sort of answer every question. Um, <laughs> I will, I do get a lot of, as I said, I do get a lot of good feedback from people thanking me for um, for, for the guide and um, which has been really good. And like when a new version of WordPress comes out, typically because it takes quite a while to update the guide, um, especially like, well, as you mentioned, like with the latest version of WordPress, um, like the whole user interface design or the user interface changed, um, doing something like that takes, I mean, it takes a good couple of weeks. I mean, I 
took a couple of weeks of off work sort of over Christmas, mm-hmm. um, over Christmas, New Year, and like for for eight days of my holidays, in, oh you know, air quotes, wow. I was updating my guide, um, hmm. just, you know, doing that Very day cool. in, day out because... You know, every like so every every single screenshot had to be redone, and um, mm-hmm. you know, plus the you know extra new little features and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to, when I do get a lot of, I, well, I say a lot, but I do get a few people sort of saying when a new version of WordPress comes out, you know, asking me, oh, when's the new updated guide going to be coming out? <laughs> so I'll say, well, it'll be yeah, next couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you're like next guys, I weeks. don't have a button that I press that just compiles all the information. <laughs> I have to actually do it. Yeah, I was, when um, well, when I when the new when they release um well when they're working on a new version of WordPress they'll release like um uh like beta versions of the of it, you know, typically two, three weeks before the before the final release. Um that's sort of typically when I I re- well I'll start again. When I when I typically started when they when when they released beta one, I would um, start updating the guide, um, but a couple of versions ago, they did a whole bunch of changes with um, the post types. The, oh um, yeah, the the tabbed interface thing they were trying. Yeah, yeah, um, and then so I actually started updating the guide then and um, changing some of the content, and then they changed it all, and then they changed it all again, and then they end up <laughs> removing it. And, oh, oh. I this, uh, no. yeah, I, I so now of- basically. Yeah, I, I was going to say I could kind of feel your pain. I actually started developing a customer's website um, using the beta because I knew those big changes were coming. Um, uh, and then it was fun having to undo it all again when they pulled uh, yeah, it. How long ago was that? I mean, I, I vaguely remember you saying that. Well, yeah. I think that was 3.6, I think. Yeah, it was like 3, yeah, somewhere like 3.6, 3.7. Memory, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so now basically what they'll do, they'll release a couple of betas and then they'll release like a, um, what's called a release candidate, which is um, sometimes they do like release candidate one and then release candidate two. Other times they might just do one. So typically now I don't sort of start updating the guide until the release candidate is out because typically when that's out, then most things aren't going to change that much. You might get a, a screen or two changing, mm-hmm. um, but they won't sort of like take out a whole chunk like they've you know, done done in the past or add in a whole new chunk. So that's why, you know, normally the my guide isn't out as soon as you know, yeah. the WordPress, you know, right. releases. Right. Makes sense. Um, so this is actually making me think of just it kind of tied in with that in terms of when WordPress has a major overhaul and then you have to do a major overhaul. So then the next question is kind of what is your thought and experience on how long you think is the most appropriate before you really need to redo a website. I mean, at the risk of making it, you know, and this is a tough one. So, but, you know, from colleague to colleague, we all, you know, of course it's more business for us if we redo a website, but sometimes you generally have to look at it and see so much has changed in the last couple of years. You can only put so much duct tape on this thing before you got to face the fact that you got to renew the website. Before you got to shoot it. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, you could have done a beautiful job. It could be, you know, it, it could have been absolutely fantastic for the few years that it was live. But in the in the two or three short years, this is what I'm finding. In the two or three short years from the time that you actually design and develop a new, a newly coded WordPress theme, there have been so many updates and so many industry standards, let alone WordPress framework updates 
So I know for me, I'm feeling like it's anywhere from two to three years, depending on the site. I don't know what you guys are feeling. Um, and I'm actually in the process of uh, finalizing a blog post to talk about this. But what's your thought and feeling on that? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I think probably two, three years at the very most. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my own business side is uh, it's desperately needed for a redo. I mean, it's probably been, well, probably been closer to three years now since I've, you oh, know, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm -hmm. design side, um, the current version of that. And that's, I mean, that's uh, desperately overdue for, I know, but the shoemaker never has any shoes. That's oh, just the yes, classic know, concept. So it <laughs> doesn't surprise yeah. me. Our, our own yeah, stuff is never where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Except Dan. Yeah, uh, no. Even even my stuff's getting old too. It's it's about ready to find a place outside behind the barn. Dan, <laughs> what's even? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say even my EZWP guide. I've actually just done a um, a mock up for a new design for the for my guide. Oh. Um, so I want to I want to roll out a new site for that sometime as well. Okay. And yeah, as you said, it's sort of a matter of finding time to do do your own sites as well as you know everyone else's. So yeah, I'd say two, three years at the very most. If you know, well, that's encouraging idea. coming from you. Um, you are very highly respected by me, just as a colleague. I've been connected oh, you. with you on Twitter and Facebook for some time now, and I, you, I highly respect your opinion. Um, that makes me feel a lot better because I was feeling it was about two to three years. So I feel like I got some encouragement there. There you um, go. <laughs> and Dan, you're, what, what is your feeling? I mean, Dan and I work pretty closely together and I, yeah. um, I actually believe it or not, I, I don't know how one of my sites snuck by, but, um, I, I've got a website that I designed back in 2006 that is still ticking along. Um, they've upgraded WordPress along the way, um, but the actual the, the theme itself uh, and some of the plugins that I wrote to go with it, uh, they're still ticking away from 2006. Um, wow. The the upside is is I guess that you know says something that I can you know make a, a WordPress theme that'll last the test of time. The downside is is now they're losing out on uh, you know obviously things with SEO have changed. We've got HTML5 responsive design this and that now. Um, you know, so I wouldn't mind if that client came back and said, you know, we're due for a change here. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, um, for my own stuff, personally, uh, like my own website, I try to do something every year. Um, I, I know it's not realistic for everybody, but uh, I feel that, you know, if I'm out there touting the latest and greatest, you know, I, I try and keep my own stuff uh, super up to date. Um, but when that's not the case, when it's just a regular client, I'm kind of in that same two to three year time frame as well um, and I usually try and be upfront with that with clients too um, you know and especially getting them to understand that generally speaking the web is still a pretty young thing in this world of media um, you know things are changing new technologies are coming along um, you know you even think like a couple years ago changes so quickly too exactly um, and the, the other thing that I always point out is you know it wasn't that long ago that the idea of carrying a, a device in your pocket that accessed the internet at all times would be something we'd we'd become so accustomed to and, and in some cases so addicted to but uh -huh. um, you know I, I try and, and get people to think that you know we don't know what's going to be coming on in the next five years from now but, uh, you know, it, it's good to be prepared for that. And, well, uh, is this something that comes up for you guys? For, for me, I, I really can't say I've had anyone say to me, well, how long is this going to last? So it always ends up coming up later 
like, hey, you know, we might need to talk about doing a facelift on this baby because it's mm-hmm. just kind of <laughs> choking here. And, you know, how exactly are you having that conversation with people to explain to them that I'm not trying to steal your money here. This isn't, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And, yes, it's business for me, but um, you got to kind of do this or I, have, I can't. I, my hands are kind of tied. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Because someone came up to me, they're like, well, I don't understand why you can't do this. Like, you created the site. I'm like, I know, but I didn't create the internet. I, I, <laughs> I, I, only, I can't only have so what? much control over this. I didn't yeah. create the internet, so um, we're having trouble. You know, where well, do you guys go? Because I get well, stuck. Usually I, I tell blame, people I created the internet. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I usually blame Al Gore. Makes me seem so much cooler. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I usually blame Al Gore for creating the internet, um, so it's his fault. <laughs> oh, my fault. God. Yeah, I kid. He, um, he only did the bad parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, generally speaking, the, there's a few things that I find true. Uh, you know, I kind of discussed some of them, you know, a few minutes ago, you know, with the, the devices and, and the technology changing. But then the other part of it, too, that, that I can touch on, um, people's business changes, uh, you know, where you're at right now with your business might not be the same place it is, you know, three, four years from now. And, and you might have different expectations out of your website in that time. Uh, you know, typically when I, you know, sit down and, and develop a website, I'm asking you, you know, what are your goals now? We try and predict what your goals will be in the future for it. But, um, you know, my, my crystal ball is, is often more foggy um, than it is clear. Uh, but, you know, I, I try and get, you know, at least some you know, thought built in for, you know, what happens when we don't want to do X, Y, and Z anymore uh, so that, you know, they don't have to completely redo it. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess personally it's uh, – that's kind of where I fall back on, on the two- to three-year thing. Um, well, that just know. sort of begs the question, is this something that's appropriate to put in your contract to sort of absolve you of any future responsibility that – Hey, I have absolutely no freaking idea what's going to happen with the internet in the next couple of years. This is going to be as optimized as it's going to get. It's coded well. It functions. It looks good. But I have no idea what's going to happen in 2016. So, what do you what do you yeah, think of that? I, I think, I think it's going to well. Every every client's going to be different. I mean, it's it's amazing the number of clients that you know don't really put a lot of um, well, care I suppose into you know a whether they have a site or b what it you know what it actually looks like and what it actually does um, and what it sort of provides their business. Um, it's you know you've you've probably both seen it yourself where you know they come along you know with either a new business or an existing business and oh you know they've got a tiny budget and you sort of think well. You know, you really need to put a little bit more, you know, either money or just care behind this. So, you know, so you can get a decent site, and rather than just you know getting something up, you know, that's you know fairly sort of quick, or you know just you know buying a theme and whacking it whacking it up, and you know adding a little bit of content. I mean, I did a site um, uh, probably a year ago now, um, and it was just it was just a struggle trying to get content from them. And, <laughs> and in, I, in, I hear you on that one. You know, one of the, one of the um, contacts I was talking to said, oh, you know, just, oh, we don't want any words on this page, just, you know, just some images. And I said, well, you know, you really, it's really not a good idea to do that. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
Google's going to look at that page and not have a clue what's on it because you know right. you can't read mm. you can't read your images. Um, and and I ended up talking to um, the actual owner of the business when he sort of emailed me, sort of saying, "Oh, how's the site going? You know, when's when do you think it'll be finished?" And um, I said, "You know, I really need some decent content. I haven't been able to get any content." And you know, yeah, sure enough, I sort of managed to get one some you know a couple of weeks later. But right. it was. Yeah, it's, it is kind of surprising how many clients don't sort of don't understand, I suppose, the importance of what the um, what their website can do for them and provide for their clients with regards to information and um, details. Right. Yeah, the it's, it's interesting that you brought that up. The the. So, Waiting for content thing. Um, I I've always been on the more lenient side. I'm like, oh sure, because I always have on my contracts. I get started after I get a signed contract, a deposit, and the content. And of course, the content is always like, well, can we get that to you? We're working on it. And I'm always like, okay, that's fine. And I've gotten to a point now where um, I, I have to be a little bit firmer. And I always feel bad, but it's a nightmare later. I don't know what your guys' experience is. I mean, Dan Dan knows this more about me, but. When I'm designing a site, the, the graphic layout, before I've done any approach to how to develop something, and you've got no idea what the final content ultimately is going to look like or how many images, et cetera, and so you're basically designing around dummy content, then you go to populate the thing and you're like, oh, because you don't, you had no clue <laughs> what you were really going to be dealing with. Um, so I, I don't know. Is it appropriate to say it's going to cost more if I have to go back? Because I've, I'm faced with that right now, to have to go back and kind of retrofit things into a site that you didn't even know were going to be there because you were never provided that content, that, that whole waiting forever perpetually for the content. Um, yeah, I know, it's, I know a few, like a few of my sort of developer sort of friends and stuff, they'll specifically say that you know we won't start until we actually get content um and before you even design um, it or before you yeah um yeah well they won't start the bit yeah so whether if it's um typically yeah doing design and development work yeah. um and i think i mean i sort of i would like to i would Sort of, I'd actually really like to do that myself as well. I mean, as you said, it is. It, it can get hard, even just you know when you're designing a site. If you don't know exactly what's um, um, what they want to put in it, if it's if it's doing a um, if they got it. Sorry, if they got a an existing site and you're just you know doing a you know new new redesign for them or something, then you can certainly look at their existing content on their site and get a good idea of what. They're going to be putting on it, um, but when it's a new site, it sort of it certainly makes it a lot harder mm -hmm. when you got to design and you know, do the development for this. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of going through that right now. That putting in mm -hmm. with, with Dan. Dan's helping me with a project that we both. Um, it's been a struggle. It's been mm -hmm. a huge struggle getting this content, and then like hours and hours of re at revisions after you put everything in, because they're like, oh, we didn't know it was going to look like this. We didn't want to make all these changes, and you want to strangle yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I know for me personally, when it, it comes to content, um, I, I'm kind of part of the club where I, I've been burned on late content or, you know, late content revisions. 
And kind of the point that I'm just generally getting to, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, there's a, a colleague that I've got who does a, an amazing job of copywriting. Um, and, you know, where the budget is appropriate, I, I like to bring her in and have my client talk with her first before I get started. Um, once I do get some content to start designing with from the client, kind of what I've found is just to basically do a content freeze while I'm doing the designing and developing. Um, so that way I can focus more on how the site works, making sure everything looks the way it should and, and that sort of thing. What do you um, mean by content freeze? Basically that, you know, you send me a Word doc at the beginning of the process and that's the content I'm going to use until we're, we're getting this ready to launch. Um, so that way you don't run into having to go through code edits and then, you know, content edits and that kind of thing. You, you know, it's what you have for the content, you know, that's it for now. It's, it sometimes isn't, isn't the exact content that might be uh, launching with the website, but oftentimes, at least in my experience, I found it's, it's close enough. You know, you, you get the style, you kind of get, you know, content lengths, uh, you know, an idea for the number of photos and things of that nature. Um, and then what I'll do is, you know, the client may have some edits ready to go before the site launches. Uh, I use those edits as material for training them before the site launches. So I can go through and rather than training them with dummy data or, you know, something along those lines, it's, well, here's your actual content. Here's how we're going to go through and edit this and, and change this. Um, and what I found works is um, I usually put about a week or two gap between when I'm done programming and when we launch the site where the client can go in there, they can make their changes if they need them, they can get comfortable with the controls. Um, if they have any last minute questions, it's usually a nice time for that. When they're happy at the end of that two weeks, then we launch the site. Um, and, and for the most part, it's been a, a fairly clean process. Um, granted, it doesn't always go exactly to plan, but- So you're giving them the login control before you launch it. Correct. Um, and Interesting. It, it stays on my server, so you know they're not actually getting the, the website you mm -hmm. know, before they pay for it. But, uh, it gives them an opportunity to kind of go in, you know, uh, kick the tires, give it a little bit of a test drive. Um, it's in an environment where if they want to try something, they're able to do so. And, you know, they don't have to worry about it being a live website and, you know, having 100,000 people see a giant test page across the front page of the site or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I keep usually daily backups. So, you know, if they do muck something up, you know, big time, you know, it's it, it's not going to set anything mm -hmm. back. So I have a, a, a good one for you guys. Um, I was just asked by a client a little while ago before we just right before we started. Um, and the exact words trying to remember. Okay, wait. So the exact words were, uh, we want to hire you to do training for us on how to post photos and blogs and whatever else a novice can do without damage. <sighs> without damage. So the, que the question at Just that point away. is, like, yeah. that's, that is like the most unbelievably leading question. I don't even know where to draw the line on that because so, so like something, uh, Anthony, that Dan and I have, have done I shouldn't say I, Dan and I work together on a lot of, a lot of my projects. So, um, depending on what it is, we'll kind of turn off the ability for someone to even access like the plugins area, for example. Um, yep. Yep. I know, I know a lot of developers who do yeah. that. Yep. But mm -hmm. the problem with that is if you turn that off and they haven't hired you to maintain the website, uh, how are they supposed to update things? So like, how, I mean, 
this particular client, I'm supposed to train them on, on what? To manage their photo galleries and to be able to do blogs. But if they're able to go in there, I, I've got to kind of wipe my hands and be like, look, if you guys are going to go in and do stuff, that's fine. But then I've got to back off because I can't have any clue what you guys are doing to even figure out how to fix it. Because the average person does not know how to really get around the quirkiness of WordPress, as you know, as you well know inserting spacing, line breaks, formatting, and all kinds of things that we know how to be able to fix, and they don't. Yeah. Um, um, where do you draw the line? What do you cut off? How do you handle it? I mean, it's... Well, fortunately, we, uh, we've got a guy here who wrote a guide on all that. <laughs> well... <laughs> um, but... I, was, I was just waiting for that. Um, but, no, <laughs> of I... Of course. I, you yeah. know, there's that, of course. But then, is there anything in there I can't recall that, like, and this is how you fix it if you totally screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, one of the, uh, well, one of the things I did with the guide, as I was sort of saying a bit earlier, it's I only sort of, I don't really sort of go into even like the plugins sort of section of the guide. Um, I sort of briefly explain what it is, what it does, but I don't sort of go into, well, this plugin does this and obviously, you know, this plugin does this because, you know, there's obviously, you know, thousands Billions and thousands of plugins, of plugins right. out there. Mm -hmm. And um, um, one of the things I wanted to do with the guide was to keep it nice and simple um, rather than typically, typically, obviously, when you, you know, when you're releasing a site, when you've done a site for a client, then normally you've set up all the plugins. You've you know you've um, you've probably added in most or, um, and you know set up all the you know SEO stuff or whatever you need. Mm -hmm. um, so that was sort of the main reason why I didn't bother sort of going into that sort of stuff mm -hmm. when or with the guide is because I wanted to, I wanted as something that I could give to my clients and say well you know this is just this is how you. This is the sort of stuff that you'll be needing to, you know, update the content, whether it's a, a post, you're looking at posts or whether you're looking at page content or if you just want to say, a, you know, add in a, a new menu option to a new page or something like that. Um, yeah, rather than sort of going into all the, like the, the settings screens um, or the, um, the plugins plugin section as well. Um, I do sort of go into, with the settings pages, for example, I do sort of, give a brief sort of couple of paragraphs on what it does and, you know, with a screenshot. Um, but that's, I don't go into as much detail as what I do with some of the other sections. Uh, yeah, this, well. Well, do you get hired to maintain a lot of these client websites or are you genuinely 100% turning them over? Uh, sometimes, well, normally I'll try and sort of get people to, um, like take up like a some sort of a maintenance plan to do like a monthly sort of maintenance. Uh, I haven't had a lot of a lot of success with that, to be honest. Um, again, because a lot of my clients that I've worked with directly, um, um, working through say another agency or something, because um, yeah, just on that. I've, I mean, I get I get people who come directly to me and say I need 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 new website, so I'll you know I'll design it myself and I'll develop it myself. But I also work with a lot of a number of different sort of design agencies where they'll they might give me a design and say you know can you build this site for us and I say sure, 
soldiers do the development for them. Um, so normally a lot of the people sort of who have come directly to me have been um, smaller businesses, so they don't typically sort of take up like monthly sort of maintenance plans. Mm -hmm. But I do have a number of clients where they'll sort of come back sort of, you know, for ad hoc changes here and there, sort of, you know, maybe every every couple of months or every sort of six months or something, um, depending on what they want. Um, might ask me for, you know, I want to do this on my site or can you add in some more content for us or something. Um, I mean, I've done a one of the clients that I've done work for, you know, I built them this WordPress site and they've, you know, whenever they want content out, they just come back to me and say, oh, can you add these pages in for me? And, you know, they don't bother adding them in themselves even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when... Um, um, well, most of my clients, as I said, yeah, will typically sort of just sort of come back for sort of ad hoc changes when that when they need them, basically. Very cool. Well, I think we're uh, kind of hitting a good wrap-up point here. I think we've kind of come fairly well full circle. Um, yeah, we've covered a lot of really awesome. Yeah, we did. A uh, lot, lot of topics. Yeah, that was. But it was uh, it was very good to have you on the uh, the show to be able to to chat about that, Anthony. So we. Uh, Certainly, thanks for asking me. It was great. Sure, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to Chicago and Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, so just to kind of wrap up, um, if you want to find uh, the Easy WordPress Guide, you can go to uh, easywpguide.com. And uh, I guess I'll just kind of turn it over to you quick, Anthony. Um, uh, Is there anywhere else that people can find you online? Facebook, Twitter, website, Dribble, something else? Yes, they... Well, my um, my main sort of business site is medicinedesigns.com. And it's M-A-D-D. And yes, it's M-A-D-D-I-S-O-N. M-A-D-D-D. And, yeah, just on Twitter at Madison Designs again. Um, and, well, Facebook as well, facebook.com slash medicinedesigns, basically. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much Madison Designs everywhere, but basically. Very cool. Excellent. Uh, makes it easy to find. And uh, I guess just oh, to kind of keep it. <laughs> and uh, I guess just to kind of keep it going, how about you, Jessica? Where can people um, find yeah, you? Yeah, so you can find me at jessicarosengard.com. Um, I'm Jay Rosengard on Twitter. And um, you can – my Facebook link is something that I need to change because I can never remember exactly what the URL is. It's not that simple. So uh, <laughs> you can find me. You can find the link through my website at jessicarosengard.com. I Perfect. can never make anything simple. So there you there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And uh, for listeners who would like to connect with me, you can find me at dannesbitt.com. You can find me on Twitter at dannesbitt. And you can find me on Dribble by the same name. Uh, For those of you who prefer to keep up with the podcast, you can find us on the iTunes store. Uh, You can find us online at graphicdesignerpodcast.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at designerpodcast. So I guess that kind of wraps things up. So once again, Anthony, we uh, definitely appreciate your time. And uh, to those listening, thanks again. No problem. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.